And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special E3 Spectacular of Game Rivals! I'm super excited to be here. I hope our uh, our guest is also super excited to be here. I'm your host, Maximilian X, and as always with me is the amazing, the spectacular, the one and only Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? Maybe you should add the deafened Sean Templar to that list, because I think my eardrums just blew out because of your excitement. <laughs> but besides that, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm great. Awesome. That's good to hear. Um, so uh, this is a uh, kind of surprise-ish, not really surprise-ish. We've done this before uh, once. Uh, that's mostly because we did it in our first year. And last year, there was no E3 to speak of. Um, so yeah, welcome to the E3 special episode. This is uh, one of two um, that we're going to be doing. Um, I'm uh, here as always, of course, Sean Templar is here, uh, and we have with us uh, our friend of the show, the Star Wars fanatic, the expert, the one of only, Havoc. How's it going, Havoc? Well, we're still alive after that media blew out of yesterday. Um, my, my head is still sizzling around. I don't know what I saw yesterday, but I'm loving it, and it's good to be a gamer at this time. So yeah, let's bring it on. All right, that's great. Um, have you been able to keep up with everything so far that's been going on, including like, you know, Games Fest uh, and everything else around it? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this E3 is easier to cover than ever because I remember last E3s, I had to stay up all night and, and make like, like weeks without sleep and that kind of stuff. But it's all in, in pretty good time zones right now. So yeah, it's easy to catch up and it's not that much. Um, so if you miss something, you could just watch it an hour later. So yeah, this is the, the most easy E3 to, to get by. Awesome. Great. And that that is something that I will attest to. A lot of the stuff that we've been able to watch have been at more acceptable times. Because I remember back in the day when you were um, you were watching the press conferences, they were relatively okay to follow, except for Sony, because here it would be 3 a.m. in the morning. And you're like, why? I want to go to bed and you're falling asleep and then you wake up and then it's the end of the presentation and you have to watch it again anyways in the morning while you're still groggy. Generally, that 3 a.m. slot, if you watched it, it was one of the best shows to watch. So you wouldn't you wouldn't go to bed disappointed. You would go to bed with super excitement. So um, Yeah, but would you be able to retain it after being so tired? Mm-hmm. Nobody does that. Everybody just watches the stuff back again. Like the first time you see it, you're blown away. And then the second time you watch it, you'll... Uh, uh, I'm going to give an example. And uh, it's just an example. It's not because Havoc is here, but it's just it's popped into my mind. And I don't know if it's slippery territory I'm on. But <laughs> when I went to The Last Jedi, for example, the first time I watched it, I was blown away. I was like, whoa, this is so awesome. Holy shit, whoa. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, what? I really don't like this movie. Now, I don't know what your opinion is on it, but that's kind of like an example on how sometimes stuff wows you the first time. And then maybe the second time the wow factor is still there or maybe the second time the wow factor is gone. I don't know how your stance is towards it, The Last Jedi, but... Um... Well, if we go into The Last Jedi, I think this podcast will go for like four or five hours but, uh, i think i saw it 20 times now and i, I love it ah, okay 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 <laughs> <laughs> but yeah right. uh, yeah summer games fest kicked it off right on uh, thursday yes the summer of keely the summer of keely <laughs> yeah 
Um, it's been a, uh, that was a really good way to start it off because I feel having something to lead up to the actual press conferences, it feels a lot more engaging um, because we had, you know, not just that, we had a bunch of other stuff. We had the, um, you know, the, we talked about it in the previous episode, the uh, uh, Gorilla Collective, you know, talking about indie games, they shut off a lot of indie games and stuff like that. And then of course we had the kickoff event from Summer Game Fest, which uh, had a lot of cool stuff. Um, who wants to start it off with uh, like, like what they, what, what did they like the best from that? Like, what is the thing that caught your eye and you're like, okay, like, this is really cool. Because they showed a lot of cool stuff. Um, I, I'm just... I can't remember to, what they showed off. I'm trying to remember what they showed off first. Um, I don't really have... The, the, the Borderlands spinoff was the right. thing of the show. Yeah, yeah. So that completely caught me off guard. I don't know about you guys, but when I saw it first, I was like, okay, because they said it was Gearbox. So the first my my first thought was, okay, it's um, Borderlands 4. But then they start going on and on. It's like, okay, so it's not Borderlands, but you look at the art style, it is Borderlands. It's like, oh, wait, it's not, it is and it isn't Borderlands at the same time because it's another spin-off game um, from the perspective, or at least um, with uh, Tiny Tina as like the main character. Uh, it looks interesting, um, magic and guns and dragons and it seems like it's a dnd esque kind of game with tiny tina as the game master um what do you guys what did you guys think of that i i never played a borderlands game except the telltale one um mm. i never liked the borderlands games uh, i played them on gamescom or something um uh but that's about it um this intrigued me um this spoke to that inner nerd in me or something like that. And, and the voice <laughs> cast that was uh, announced with it uh, really sounded like it could be a fun game to play with friends. Um, I don't know about the gameplay because I didn't show much about that yet. Um, but yeah, I think this could be a, a fun game if, if you have the right friends, a headset, and, and just go along on an easy night and just play for a couple of hours. I think that's... Yeah. Uh, that's that was always been my issue with Borderlands that I played the first one and I think the second one, but it's it's really fun to play the games together because you know you have these crazy adventures you can go on with up to four players and co-op and I, I think it's always been drop in drop out but if you play it by yourself your the other characters are no AI team buddies so you're in this completely vast world all by yourself and that kind of does take the fun away of it. I mean, the crazy amount of guns they have, they always gloat about that they have millions of guns in the games because there's so many combinations and then the enemy types are, 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 are diverse. Um, but the, the thing that killed it for me as always was that just experience it alone if you play it alone. Uh, and if you do find friends to play it, well, I've never finished the game from beginning to start with friends, always had moments in which they were to drop in, drop out. So uh, I don't know if they're going to do the same formula with this one. Um, but it does look really nice, as you say. I kind of got like a Game of Thronesy feelings from it because of the dragons, probably, and the magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't think I don't think they showed a lot of, if at all, gameplay. Um. I think it was all just like cutscene stuff. Um. Yeah. Just to set the mood and everything. But yeah, I will admit, the uh, like have have it said, the voice cast sounds absolutely stellar. Yeah. I mean, they have you know. 
people reprising their roles, of course, with uh, Ashley Birch uh, reprising her roles um, with, uh, what is it called again? Uh, huh. Okay. Um, uh, as Good grief. Tiny Tina. Jeez Louise. The whole thing is <laughs> Tiny Tina. I keep forgetting. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's cool to see. After that, she was on stage with Jeff Keighley, of course, because of course Keighley can get uh, Ashley Birch on stage. Uh, and they talked about it a little bit more. Um, so it sounds like an interesting concept. I, they have done something similar like this before. And I, I, I think it was an in-game stuff, like with Tiny Tina being also being a dungeon master or like they were playing poker or something like that. Um, I don't know what else they did. Uh, but it, at least at least that was interesting to see. It kind of reminds me of, remember like about like, I think this was like ten years ago or something, where uh, where uh, Valve had the, the the poker game where they had all the characters uh, from different PC franchises playing poker against each other. You know, like the heavy uh, from uh, uh, from Team Fortress Two and um, uh, Max from Sam and Max. Um, and like a bunch of other characters. And I think there was even a Borderlands character in that. And it's basically just Texas Hold'em, but with those characters uh, and you play that and they have the pet, the banter and the back and forth. Um, so I think maybe it's kind of that, but just specifically Borderlands and specifically from the mind of Tiny Tina. Um, so that looked uh, really cool. Um, they just had me at Will Arnett and Andy Samberg talking to me for hours and hours on end so let's let's go <laughs> yeah i mean it's like a batman talking to me come on <laughs> <laughs> all right um so i am going to have to put in a really quick break um and we'll be right back all right we're back from our quick break uh we're going uh into the other stuff right now so one of the things that they announced that I did not see coming from like a galaxy away is uh, a new game in the Metal Slug franchise called Metal Slug Tactics, which is a strategy RPG-ish um, tactics game based in the Metal Slug world. Now, if you have, if you've ever played the Metal Slug games, either in arcade or in the many uh, SNK compilations, you know that Metal Slug is one of the best arcade shooters around. You just run and gun, it's fun times, fun comedy um, with unique uh, uh, enemies. Like in one, you have zombies and if they, if they explode near you or if they barf on you, you turn into a zombie and then you can't use any special guns, just your pea shooter. Um, you can fall from great heights, but you have to actually get killed so that you turn to normal and that you can use normal guns again, for example. Um, you, of course, have the eponymous metal slug tank that you can use to, uh, to roam around. Uh, and in this one, it's, it's a, it seems like a very competent tactics game. I'm just really surprised that metal slug of all things is getting a tactical RPG, uh, strategy RPG. Um, it looks really nice. It retains the art style. Um, it's really clean uh, pixel artwork. I, I'm really curious to play it. Um, you're facing off against you know, the same enemies as before, but this time 
an isometric action. Um, I don't know if you, like Sean, I don't know if you've played it. I don't know if Havoc has played it. Nope. You guys have never played a metal. Wow. I think we need to change that. We need to remedy that someday. Like, no, because I've never missed it. And I, that what you don't know, you don't miss. So, but I'm so happy well, for you. Well, you don't yeah, know what you, yeah. you don't know we, what you're missing out on. Oh, I do. I do. You don't know, <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. So after that unexpected turn, um, of course, since it's the summer of Keeley, um, he had to have one of his best friends on the show, which is, of course, Hideo Kojima. Now, he didn't talk about anything specific. He just shared some of his philosophies, of course, about, you know, how it's been working in the pandemic um, and stuff like that. And what he feels like, um, how to, you know, the game industry and stuff like that, you know, like friendly banter. Um, so outside of that, they, they, he did do a one more thing and showed off what Metal can only Gear be stranding. <laughs> <laughs> what can only be described as Metal Gear Stranding. Um, <laughs> where he where it was Death Stranding in uh, you saw uh, Porter Bridges in this very shadow Mosesy complex looking place um, trying to figure out how to sneak past the guards and then he finds a box, a oranges. cardboard box of An oranges, orange box. Yeah. which is a reference to Metal Gear also, because if you look at, if you just type in on Google now, Metal Gear Solid box, the first screenshot you'll find is a, a box from a Solid Snake with a box, which actually said oranges on the side. Ah, okay. That is a deep cut. Yep. I wonder if it's a subtle hint to the rumor that's been going around for years now that the Metal Gear Solid remake is in development at Bluepoint because in that rumor, uh, Kojima's apparently also working on the game. So um, everybody said that Sony was going to announce it last year, but they didn't because uh, they were using it as, as a counter for if Microsoft announced even more games. Um, but eventually, apparently, they didn't need to because the lineup wasn't as, as, uh, as they expected. But the rumors have been going around for like, I think, a year or now, maybe longer. I just thought it was a middle finger to his previous employer. That's also... A That's <laughs> all I got out of it. It's, it's like, I don't need you. I could do my own thing. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, with him going away, the Metal Gear franchise basically died Went away. with like that horrible Metal Gear Survive game. <laughs> mm -hmm. Pretty much. But it is coming but at least death stranding is coming to playstation 5 with uh high-end fidelity so there's that um that looks really cool yeah i'm actually yeah, thinking about getting it because you know why is it, it was a direct wait cut. wait isn't oh wait it's a right it's not a free upgrade is it nope we don't know nope. did they announce it if it was a free I don't, upgrade? I don't it's a new so version they just said director's cut so i'm assuming it's a new oh. version and okay. it has to be the case if they made new assets to do that cutscene. Yeah. So, uh, but, but which, how I, the thing I don't understand is it's a Kojima Productions game. Kojima directed the game. Mm -hmm. How can this be a director's cut? Because the previous one was a director's cut. It was his vision on the game. <laughs> how is this a, a director's cut? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's his game, his studio. <laughs> That's a really I, had, point I had legit the same question. I, had, I was like, oh, wait, but it's your vision how is there a director's cut of a director's call, cut? call it extended cut or something or 
But not a director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Zack Snyder claimed that title this year. You do something else. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the reason why he did it. Yeah. But yeah. also, I feel like it's it's a little bit disappointing that they are really that it that they're seemingly re-releasing the game on PlayStation Five, which probably means it's gonna be costing eighty bucks now instead of what it cost um, at the I time. So it was sixty. Um, I mean, you can pick up the PlayStation Four version. I saw a place that sells it for seventeen euros. So. Which is a steal because it's a really good game. I mean, it is a steal. I should, I really should order it, but I keep forgetting. Um, Shame on you. Yeah, but I don't have a PlayStation 4 Pro anyway, so it's I mean, fine. it will it's probably fine. look even still on a PS4. It will look really. Oh, nice. I don't doubt that because they have to build it for the base one before they do it for PlayStation 4 Pro. Um, but I'm actually surprised that it took this long to have like a like an upgrade of that one of that game. So. Yeah, who knows? Um, so outside of that, um, there were a bunch of more stuff. Uh, Sean, you have a list. Um, what was, what was the, yeah. what was the next highlight from the key, the, the summer of Keeley? Jurassic uh, World Evolution Two. Yeah. All right, he had Jeff. Go- My goodness, Jeff Goldblum. What a, what <laughs> a treasure that found guy. a way. <laughs> yep. What a treasure that guy. Um, also, a game him. that I not, did not see coming. Uh, Unless you guys did. I don't know if there were rumors going around, but no. um, I should have seen it coming because they did announce that Jeff Goldblum was going to be on the show. So I was like, okay, if he's going to be on the show, it has to be something Jurassic Park related. Yeah. So, yeah, it was Jurassic Park Evolution 2. Um, I've that, played- that was a moment. I, I literally jumped out of my chair and cheers. I, I lo- <laughs> no, 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 really. I love the first game so much. It was the most played game on my Xbox that the year it came out. Uh, I, I bought every bit of DLC for it. I think I had over 400 hours in that game. Um, I really loved it. It played so nice, and the Jurassic World feeling was so nice. And when they came with the Return to Jurassic Park DLC, and you got all the old dinos and the old stuff, so like the old logo and the old centers and the old buildings. Yeah, I, I went nuts with that game. I, I love oh, it wow. so much. And when this ga- game trailer started, I, I looked up and I, I literally cheered for yes. This is what I want. Bring it to me. Bump it in my veins now. <laughs> I have it on PC because it was free with the Epic Game Store last year. And I played like maybe like two hours. It's so far I really like it. I just never went back to play even more of it. It's so cool. But it's really nice. I like the part that you can take over a Jeep, for example, and just cruise around and take pictures of the dinosaurs, for example. Really I like nice. the part where you turn off the fences and let's see the dinosaurs run ar- around the gas and eat them and stuff like that. But- Oh, oh no. wow! <laughs> oh no! The is one thing like I a, always try to prevent is that the same as like drowning or burning your sim in in your house? Yeah, but more yeah, fun. But <laughs> <laughs> I actually played this uh, through GeForce now because I got that same deal on Epic Game Store, and it for one runs amazing on GeForce now. We're not sponsored by GeForce now. <laughs> just saying, I'm just a big fan. But I put in, I think, I put in at least more more time than than Sean did. But I think I put in at least twenty hours. Um, and I was, I was like some doing, twenty rough hours, by the way that you're pronouncing that. Well, you know what? It started off great, and then like you get more parks to control, and manage and build, and basically each island has their own resources. But some of them are shared, 
not all of them like dna and stuff is shared and it's all really cool but some islands aren't great like the first island is just perfect like perfect weather you don't have to worry about anything like the second island you get is like oh yeah this thing gets hit with a typhoon every so often so be careful and then it cuts out the power and dinosaurs escape and they start eating people and then you have to send everybody to the shelters and then you have to build and then you run out of money (laughs) but i will say this it is fun to play um i play with a controller and it's it's like very controller friendly Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, it, that there, there's a console version out, so I think that's how they got the, 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 the controls to work fine. So I hope that Evolution 2 carries that over um, because it's a fun game. It's, I will say this, I will continue playing Evolution a little bit more. Uh, I am anticipating this one as well, uh, just because I want to see what they do more because it wasn't based on like next gen technology. Hopefully this will levy next gen uh, consoles and we'll get even better graphics, you know, some some ray tracing stuff in there, um, more, I guess, more visceral dino chomping for havoc. I, I don't know. Um, Game so that's the year. <laughs> <laughs> so is that is. Uh, is it this year? I don't know. I think it's twenty twenty. No, it's, it's this, this year. year. Oh yep. dang! Okay. Oh nice. nice. All right. So next on the list. Uh, was what was the next Korean MMO Lost Ark headed to the west? Uh, oh. Lost Ark is the name, and it's coming to the west. It's a Korean MMO. Oh yeah, um, that I mean that was a thing. Yeah, I think I, I, I yeah. refilled my glass at that time. Yeah, I, <laughs> I went to the bathroom. So I no, like, I yeah. watched like I watched it, and I was like, okay, it looks pretty, but uh, not really my. That's speed. my issue with a lot of games coming out of of. Uh, uh, of, out of Asia right now is like we know that in Japan they can make games, you know, and they're they're proven. But now with I don't know why it's specifically this time, but you're seeing more games coming out of China. You're seeing more games coming out of Korea, for example. And the funny thing about the games that I've seen so far coming out of those countries is that they look ridiculously beautiful. Even so beautiful that I actually wonder if it's real or if it's not all just CG. You know. But um, I, I wonder if it's not one of those things that it just looks really nice, mm-hmm. but it doesn't play very nice. So it's just like a rotten apple. It looks nice on the outside, but on the inside, it's just all rotten. I remember this. I don't know what it's called. It's this game made by a Chinese developer. They've showed out a few in-game trailers or gameplay trailers. It's basically like a monkey fighting with a stick. They released like a trailer like last month of it. It's like a fighting RPG game and it looks really, really nice. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but like, why is it, why aren't we seeing these types of games coming out of the West? It just sounds suspicious, you know? And I remember last year, I think during the Xbox showcase, there was this, another Korean uh, game being showed off. It's also coming to PC. It looked like something like Game of Thrones, you know, with knights and open world RPG, stuff like that. I don't remember the name. That also looked ridiculously beautiful. I'm like, this looks too good to be true. I mean, I can't imagine next-gen hardware being a, be like a target. Like, okay, we're aiming for this level of fidelity. Yeah. But, you know, it's maybe it's because we've been let down so many times that we're just a bit more suspicious when we see something ridiculously beautiful. And we're like... Thank you, Ubisoft. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for example, yeah. So, like, and I, and I know that with this generation... 
we might actually have to accept the fact that games will look like that. Mm. But for now, I'm like really skeptical every time where I see like a ridiculously beautiful game. I'm like, eh, you know, this is a bit too fishy for me. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, this was, uh, this specific game, at least, uh, it was made by a, a, a development team in Taiwan. So that it's cool to see games coming from that region as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is really cool to see these. Uh, so it is cool to see these kind of games coming out. And if anything, Genshin Impact has proven that they can make competent games that yeah. don't just look pretty. So um, I do have some hopes for this game, um, but it is an MMO, so... I'm not the biggest MMO fan. Um, I would like trying MMOs out. My The only real hurdle is the subscription part. And even if it doesn't have a subscription, it it's like a lot of time sync. You have to really dedicate yourself to that one game. And I'm not... And I'm not a one game gamer. <laughs> so that we makes know. it a bit more challenging. <laughs> you say it like that, like, like it's a bad thing. No, it is because you don't finish any games because of it. I finished games. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to have this conversation right now. Next up, Among Us. <laughs> <laughs> Among Us, yes. Among Us is getting some sweet updates. It's getting hide and seek. It's getting hide and seek. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Jeff Keighley mask. And a Jeff Keighley mask, yeah. And I, I, saw I got that Keighley mask. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It took I a little bit of effort, but I got that Keighley mask. It's also getting 15-player lobbies, I saw yesterday. I think that was yesterday during the March That was yesterday. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's also getting 15-player lobbies uh, soon, yeah. um, which is interesting because I actually recently played a little bit of Among Us, and um, it was really hard to get people together. <laughs> I, th- I think like that's the, the trickiest part, that... When it blew up a couple of months ago, it was really easy to get people together because everybody wanted to try it out. I mean, I remember that this there was this week in which we played matches for hours each night, and it was really fun. And then, like after two weeks, everybody was like me, you know. And then it was really hard to get people together. And it's the most fun, at least for me, when you just play with people you know yep. and you have sound on, or at least you're in a voice chat when there's a report instead of just playing with random strangers and then typing what they did i mean yeah one part is that you kind of know each other so you kind of play into that and you're like when somebody's lying you're like eh, i can see uh, i can see that you're lying because you're not good at lying for example or hey I, I, so I, in the matches we played people would bring in personal stuff they would like they would say like yeah but remember that time you screwed me over with that it's the same like that right now and people are like whoa that's all personal stuff right now why are you bringing that in yeah because he's a fu- he's an effing liar and i know it's because of this and this and this so <laughs> um, i mean that does add some flair to the game uh, yeah i mean it's nice to see that it, they are really dedicating themselves to like expanding the game i think I think they also announced that there's a new map coming, but they didn't show anything of the new map. Yep. So that's good to see. Um, the next, um, what's the next big thing that on that was on that list? Because uh, they showed like a whole bunch of stuff as well. It's like an hour and a half. But let's yeah, just Call- go through the like the real big stuff that they showed. The new season for Call of Duty, blah blah blah. Skins mm. uh, <laughs> for Overwatch, blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh... Yeah, over, so, that Overwatch presentation was really poor, by the way. It's just yeah. like, oh, yeah, new designs for these two characters. Like, yeah, wow, that is 
great effort for the Overwatch 2 team. Like, I'm not trying to disparage anything that they're doing. I'm sure that they're working really hard on the on Overwatch 2. It's just, if you don't have a lot to show, just don't show anything. Exactly. Just tell us that you're still working on it and, you know, people are people are at least getting the time to do their work um, and not, you know, being forced to work overtime. And, I'm, and we're good. We're good. As long as we know that the game is still in development, it's fine. You don't need to be on stage. Um, yeah, it's time for a new Blisk online. Yeah. I remember the last time there was one, you were really excited. So, uh, yep. you know, yeah, I yep. saw that they're doing an expansion for Escape from Tarkov called Streets from Tarkov. I was mm -hmm. kind of expecting that game to come to consoles, but uh, I don't know if it's ever in the planning. Um, it's still PC only. The game does look really nice. Um, I've heard some people talk about it. They play it often and they say it's really, really nice. It's just that um, it's also one of those games you really need to play together with people because um, a lot of people are experienced at it and you always want somebody to kind of help you out in the beginning, especially since it's so gear driven um, that somebody might hand you your ass because you have a pistol and they have like a, a music gun or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, any more highlights from uh, from uh, Summer Game Fest kick kickoff? It's something with an Elden Ring or something. That oh! was a thing. Just a tiny game, you know. P people were cheering, crying, taking their clothes off, everything. Yep. yep. Wait, what now? Something <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that happened to your house, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was probably the best way to, like, just end that that whole event because everybody was at this point i don't think i don't know if i don't know about you guys but at this point i was like yeah that that game probably is canceled right because we haven't heard hide nor hair from it um you know the pandemic happened maybe they ran into some trouble maybe uh george armor martin is like dragging his feet as always not just kidding um he's he's known to finish his stories on time but so it could but, be that <laughs> <laughs> and yeah they showed it it shut they shut it off and like the first vibe i got from it was very um very dark souls demon souls-esque but with way more action and it's way more, like i don't know how to describe it because the dark souls demon souls is an action game it feels more snappy like sekiro it looks um, like an open world action RPG kind of. It thing. is open world. Yeah, but it like now it lo it looks like an open world action RPG game, kind of like a Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn. Ah, that way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Combat. I mean, it, that's at least the vibe I got from it. Well, you have a horse. It, it, exactly. For now, it, it's George R. R. Martin, so maybe you don't have the horse all the time. Oh come mm -hmm. on! That's uh, so sad. that's so sad. <laughs> there will be like a red wedding of the horses. Yeah, if the horse game. dies, it's game over. You have to walk <laughs> the rest of the yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do the game all over again. <laughs> but yeah, it looks really cool. It looks really exciting. I hope they show some more. Wait, did they give a date on that one? January. Yeah, uh, they yeah. did. January twenty second, twenty twenty two. Very yeah. exciting. I just wish it wasn't <laughs> six days after before. Pokemon Legends. Um, so I'll have to make some choices then. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, it's like a really obvious, I mean, this is really aimed at the Souls players. I mean, yeah, definitely. people that will buy Pokemon will just buy Pokemon. And I think there is some overlap regardless. there. 
I think well, I think a lot of people. I mean, like, I personally don't play Pokemon, so if I had to choose Eldarin all the way, and I mean, like, uh, this game won't they won't affect each. Maybe Elden Ring will affect Pokemon, but I don't think Pokemon will affect Elden Ring. Oh no, I don't think that either. I think it will affect Pokemon. So yeah yeah um both open world both are open world games um both are doing something interesting and hopefully new and unique um so yeah that's gonna be a crazy seriously two big games in january that's crazy enough as it is and one is super duper hyper uh, anticipated for years so i can see people just being like okay the month of january i am calling in sick <laughs> i'm taking vacation time off because i build up a lot of vacation time during you know the pandemic so i'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to be doing that so that's fun um i don't know what else to say about Elden Ring except that i'm so happy that it still exists yeah and it's really pretty and it's coming to current gen and next gen so i don't have to worry about not having a playstation 5 or whatever i can just play it on my playstation 4. it won't have the fancy lightings but that doesn't matter to me it's all about the gameplay exactly I so that, that too if i were to play it on the ps4 you know kind of like a consolation prize it's not about the graphics it's about the gameplay very funny hey, that, that, that's the whole idea of a nintendo switch right so Wow, Sorry, dang, you have the shots fired over here. No, no, I mean, gameplay is more important than graphics. I mean, if, if <laughs> we were true. playing Nintendo Switch, I, I really don't care. If I play games on my Series X, yeah, graphics are insane. I love them and that kind of stuff. Then I turn on my Switch and all that is gone. I'm just concentrating on the gameplay because that's why I have my Switch for gameplay. That's if true. I want graphics, I, I start my Xbox. Yeah. I have uh, the same. If I want all out beautiful stuff, I have a PS5 I can enjoy. And otherwise... Uh... If my my switch probably gathering dust right now, I'll have to dust it off again. But uh, <laughs> well, hopefully uh, the Nintendo Direct will give you reason to dust it off. The funny thing is, I have enough to play on the Switch. I don't feel like playing any games at all. So because I like, I have a huge pile of games I need to play on the Switch. Which reminds me, we still need to play Stardew Valley. I haven't even started it up. I bought it, but I haven't even started it up. Don't worry, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. There's um, one last thing I want to mention because I didn't see this one coming. Is that there are some ex-Call of Duty developers that started a studio. It's called Mission Games. And they were all talking about, it felt like a lot, they were pitching their studio. And I'm like, hey, we're not the audience you need to pitch us to. If you (laughs) want to pitch to a developer, to a publisher, this is the speech you use, not to us. So it felt like, yeah, and we're going to focus on innovation and a lot of blah, 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 keywords. I'm like, yeah, fancy marketing, but still, you are not telling us anything. Yeah, but it's just just that. It was marketing. They were like, we have this new studio. We have awesome people. We have the best idea ever. We're innovative as hell. We we are the best. We're the greatest. Okay, show me. Exactly. Show me something. And I'm like, no, no, no. We can't talk about it just yet. We can only tell you that we found a great partner, and that is PlayStation. Because of Um, course they did. So who knows? I I was thinking like this could be, I, I think seeing as their roots are in shooters, this could be a new exclusive shooters coming from Call of Duty people. So maybe finally PlayStation can have a worthy first-person shooter that's actually really, really good because so far all the FPS games made in the stable of Sony are are good games, but they can Mm. never take on a Battlefield, a Call of Duty, or a Halo. So who knows? They might actually finally um, be able to get a good FPS game out of the stable of Sony. I'm curious. I mean, besides the whole marketing mumbo-jumbo, 
I hope they deliver, but that yep, was an yeah. interesting one. Yeah, um, that was... In so that was an interesting thing for them to do. I don't know why they did it in here, but it did give it a way more classic E3 kind of feel to it. You know, like with the press conferences, it really felt like uh, that kind of moment. Um, and I think they're former, they're either former Treyarch or former Sledgehammer people um, or a combination of the two, I don't know. Um, but at least, you know, great new studio. Can't wait to see what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and I think that were the highlights from Summer Game Fest kickoff. Um, so let's move uh, straight into Ubisoft because that was the next big event, um, which kicked off on Saturday, which kicked off E3 proper. And yeah, Ubisoft Forward this year was, well, I set my expectations middling and I was not disappointed because they showed off pretty much what I figured that they would do. A lot of uh, updates to games, um, a lot of uh, season pass stuff. They did show off stuff that they already announced, you know, like Far Cry 6 stuff, finally some in-game stuff from Far Cry 6. And the reception on that was... It was good. Hmm. It, it was, was good. good, except for the character models. I actually like the character models. Is there something yes, else? some people are like, uh, the character models don't look that great. Like the environments are pretty. Like the environments are pretty. Yeah, they look like a people saying it looks kind of a bit too shiny and plasticky. Um, okay. Which is weird because in contrast of like the actual environments, the environments look good. Um, they showed off some gameplay stuff. Uh, they showed... I'm actually really excited for Far Cry 6. I mean, after, I've, I've, I love 3, and they kind of skipped out on all of them after 3 because they all look the same. But this <laughs> one is actually the one that's got me excited. Um, but maybe that's because they have like a really good villain this time uh, that kind of does uh, sell me on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm actually going to buy it this time. I think. The, thing, the thing I really don't like and I really want publishers to stop with that is to show us this is what a season pass will give you before yeah. the actual game is out mm. i'm trying to sell you a game and i'm trying to sell you more before you have one second to play with the game yourself stop exactly. that yeah <laughs> show me the game that i can get on release and and show me the season pass stuff after but i don't want to see it now yep. get out that's also that why like uh, the surprising move of ubisoft to giving assassin's creed valhalla a year two season pass I mean, it's clearly to gap the bridge between the new Assassin's Creed coming out and them having nothing for the coming months. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't, I don't remember Ubisoft DLC or the the, the Assassin's Creed DLC being that great. I mean, I've, I've always checked the reviews in the past if I saw them, and I was always like, okay-ish. So now you're gonna have to spend another sixty bucks on a season pass if you already got the first one. So. Basically, you spent 180 bucks, maybe, or maybe like 150 bucks on Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and then you're getting all this content, and you're like, yeah, but re it feels so forced, you know? It just feels yep. like they're just trying to milk it out, just to kind of, I mean, I'd rather have them not do anything and kind of get me excited for a new Assassin's Creed than that they give me these half-baked experiences, because... Yep. I might be fatigued with Assassin's Creed by that time and not buy the new game because I'm like, oh yeah. Well, I'm that's exactly it. I, I played through Valhalla and 
I think around 80% of the game, I was really like, when is this done? I want to go to the next, I'm, I'm so done with this game, but, <laughs> but you want to finish it at that moment. But yep. the last 10 hours, I really didn't enjoy it. It was just, come on, give me those credits. I want to go. <laughs> Did you actually get the credits? Because I finished the game yep. and I didn't get credits. And then I was I, both I, like... I completed the entire game and, and literally the moment I was done, I exited the game and deleted off my hard drive and I was like, <laughs> never again. I'm not thing. paying for DLC. Yeah. I'm done with this game. <laughs> I did the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I mean, that's... like that's the problem with, with Assassin's Creed. With, I think with Assassin's Creed in general, but maybe also with Ubisoft games, is that they built these super big games, vast worlds. It's super cool, super impressive. But the worlds feel dead. Like in Valhalla, yep. it's super big, but there are so many instances in which you're just dry, riding with your horse and there's nothing happening or yep. nobody around. The world just feels dead. Whereas mm. with, uh, I think that's one of the things CD Projekt Red aimed at with Cyberpunk is that they said like, we have a smaller city compared to other games. But it's but super dense. It's alive, you know, you can, and that's really the, the thing. I mean, I, I only played 10 hours. But it really felt alive because there were so many people walking around. Everybody's doing their own thing. There's stuff happening. I think that's the reason why GTA V is getting a re-release and people are buying it again. Because that city is alive. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's been alive for almost 10 years now. Um, <laughs> and there's something happening around every corner in that game. And, and yeah. exactly, that's what I'm missing in, in, in an Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Mm. Good, point. I, Good point. I hope they actually shrink it down because I, I liked... The, the Assassin's Creed games in which they had just one city or maybe three cities, but yep. then it was like focused. But more, I mean, after even in Odyssey, I mean, I liked Odyssey, but it started or in Odyssey and maybe even in Origins that it was just vast world and it just felt really empty. And I, I long I, for a game like Assassin's Creed 2. Exactly. You just have yeah. three cities. If you yeah. clear one city, go to the next. You have an objective. You have... Yeah. You have like five hours a city, do your thing and go to the next. That's way better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, they, ah, what else did they show? They showed Assassin's Creed. They showed some Watchdog stuff. Um, yeah. Some Watchdog DLC. Good grief. There's a lot of DLC. Um, Aiden is back uh, uh, yes. along with Wrench, and they're not friends, uh, as it seems. Um, so that's like some single, uh, I think it's like some single player DLC stuff. Um, so that looked Wasn't interesting. The zombie stuff, the Legion of Dead stuff, like that there's a zombie outbreak in the city, it's kind of roguelike elements in it that you have to survive. Was it? I think, at least that's running in Alpha on PC right now, right? Or is that like something completely different? I think that's something different. Yeah, oh, okay. this DLC will come later this year. Mm, okay. Yeah. So there was that DLC. There was, of course, DLC for um, everything. Everything. Um, <laughs> did they show anything? Yeah. They, oh, wait. Right. They did show a couple of new things. They showed um, finally, because I thought, like, wow, they showed it off last year and then did nothing. But um, Riders Republic, that looks fun and chaotic um, if you're into extreme sports. Uh, kind of they, they, they shot it, they shot it, you know, writing down, doing multiple sports, multiple different events. You can start and stop whenever you want. And there's just like a whole bunch of people doing a whole bunch of stuff. They strapped rockets to bicycles. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. It, it's like Red Bull and, and GoPro had a game together. <laughs> they actually had a Red Bull, like, uh, I think they actually had a Red Bull event in there too. Like hmm. actual sponsored Red Bull stuff. So that's crazy. Yep. Um, 
outside like outside of that i um there's like a bunch of other stuff um yeah they announced but, a rocksmith plus to to let you play guitar which is which is great because now you don't have to buy a dedicated guitar for it you just have to own a guitar or a yep. bass yep and it's a subscription based service um you can play it on anything almost anything yep. um that looks really cool i mean i was i mean i've seen the original rocksmith it looks interesting but you know the dedication thing was high this is a little bit lower you still need to own a guitar which is still not cheap but you could buy a cheap guitar and use that exactly um so yeah that looks really cool uh, i don't know what the price for it is um but they're going into closed beta soon at least on mobile so yep. if you're interested in that um try that yeah. and uh we still have some more ubisoft stuff to talk about before we go on to uh, xbox and square enix so stick around and we'll be right back and we're back with some more e3 goodness um we were talking about ubisoft uh, we're going to uh, finish that up and go to the next segment but there are some games that we wanted to talk about. Um, at least, well, there was a game that Havoc wanted to talk about. Um, I could not care less for this IP, um, which wow. is Avatar. Yeah, yeah, Avatar. Why? I don't like it. But this game <laughs> won't be Pocahontas in space. That's the movie. This will be your own version, your I own story. I honestly <laughs> don't care for the universe. Either. That's the whole thing I love. Mario is going into space, so you do care about the universe. Oh, ho, ho, hang on. Mario going into space is completely different than this. How is that different? How is a plumber going into space different than Pocahontas in space? It just is, okay? (laughs) Oh, okay. I don't know. They, they, the franchise kind of ruined a bunch of stuff for me, like the naming convention of Avatar The Last Airbender got completely ruined uh, because of it. Um, although to be fair, I don't mind that last airbender movie, not having the avatar name attached to it because that was horrible. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, it kind of ruined it for the rest of the franchise. They were not able to use that name again. So that I kind of have some pent up resentment on that. end. um, also I did not like the movie. Um, yeah. So, and also who was looking forward to this? Um, like I wasn't Havoc <laughs> was clearly. Um, I don't know. It's uh, I don't know what to expect for it. I'm not I'm not excited about it. I mean, I'll check it out, but outside of that, I'm I'm gonna be completely honest, I'm not really into this. I don't know how you but feel I about am. like the, the, the trailer that they showed. At least they actually showed gameplay, which is more than I can say for some of the stuff that we saw at other press conferences, but you know, at least they showed gameplay. Yeah, I I, I just really love the look at it, uh, the look of it, and that's exactly why I love the Avatar movie. I really love the look, and uh, Pandora is a gorgeous planet, and and I like the creatures in there, and and the flying stuff that you have to put your hair in to fly, and all the weird stuff. And I think it's a a, a fine setting for for a good game. Um, Ubisoft made an Avatar game in the past, which wasn't a good game. Um, but, but now <laughs> the, 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 that, yeah. yeah, the guys that, that are working on the Division and the new Star Wars game are working on this one. So I really wonder what they're going to do uh, with this license. Um, I think they announced it in at the E3 in 2018 already or 2017 even. Um, 
where, where the movie would they're telling we're working with James Cameron on this game and it's going to be a, a game that sets apart next to the movies but will be integrated with the movies to come. So I'm really hoping that this will be uh, a game that will be expanded on uh, with the four movies that are that are coming our way. Um, this could be a good major game or it could be a big epic Ubisoft fail. Um, <laughs> but I'm hoping for the first one because I really like this universe. I think they have a lot of money in it because they have to probably get the license, which won't be cheap. So I do think that they have a lot of writing off of it. And I don't think there's any other developer suited within the stable of Ubisoft besides the, the people from the division. Massive, maybe the Assassin's Creed teams, but then it, people will probably call it Assassin's Creed on with the, in, in an avatar shell. So maybe yep. it's good that they're uh, that they're leaving it to these guys. So. I wonder what would happen if the Just Dance team made this. Oh, I okay. You know what? If it was the Just Dance awesome. team, yes, <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. I would be like, you know what? I, I, I don't like the franchise, but I will pay money for that. They would Get make your Navi uh, on. Yeah, they would. Uh, <laughs> they would release a peripheral, like a, a tail you have to plug into your Switch, and then. You get like rumble through the tail or I don't know, whatever. This is actually pretty cool. <laughs> Hashtag you got to jack into the matrix, you know, with your tail instead of with your, uh, with the back of your head. So, yep. uh, yeah. Oh, yep. no. I will they, see. Also, uh, they also showed the uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, uh, which yeah. was something called Quarantine before this one. Yeah, and you can really, you can tell that they had to rewrite the whole game story. Because, oh, yeah, pandemic happened and it's like probably not a good idea to bring out a game called Quarantine that's about a virus that's out of control. So they changed it to still virus, but alien virus. Yeah. That really mutates into, into, different, into different grunts and whatever. Um, it kind of felt, what about the, 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 it kind of felt like, Oh man, I had it and I forgot what it kind of felt like something else um, that has aliens with it that mutate and stuff like that and keeps evolving. It reminded me of Metroid. That's what it was. Um, like, no, not the game, just the the whole um, you know, the whole aliens that evolve and keep changing. Like Metroid True, Metroid I never 2 played basically Metroid, so I don't know. Has kind of a same premise where the Metroids keep evolving. But this is way more of a, it's Rainbow Six. So it's very tactical, very methodical. Um, you have to like take your time. You can't just go in guns blazing. Of course, there are gunfights. Um, there are gunfights that you have to do, but it's all about the methodical takedowns and making sure that you're not seen and doing object objectives. It feels very, very story driven. So I don't think there, I don't know if it's going to have a multiplayer aspect like Siege does, but it is a one to three player co-op and they specifically said one to three player co-op. Um, I don't know if they said jump in, jump out, but at this point, if you're a modern developer and you are doing something co-op, not having it being jump in, jump out kind of sucks. Um, and it'll be cross-platform play. And it, they are really committing to that, by the way, because with the um, update to uh, Siege, they were like, yeah, so we're bringing cross-play to Siege, and we're going to slowly start to roll it out this year all the way into early next year with PC platforms first, so PC, 
Stadia and Luna. Hi, Luna. It's been a while. How are you doing? Um, I, I don't forgot even, it existed until I don't yeah, even, exactly. I don't even think Luna is out in Europe yet. So it's still like US, like beta. And at least they're in beta. So that's a good thing. Stadia, I don't know if it's going to hang out long enough for this to even matter. Um, but at least the cross-platform stuff and cross-progression, and I think that's the most important part, cross-progression uh, is coming also to consoles next year. I think current and uh, next-gen consoles. So that's really good if you're playing on one system and you want, and you are... Uh, if you don't have access to that system, but a different system, you log in with your Ubisoft Connect, you can pick up where you left off with your perfect progression, which is really awesome. That is the one thing I will give Ubisoft that I kind of wish that all other cross-play um, games did, which is cross-progression. Yeah. The, the thing that stood out to me is Rainbow Six is this like hyper-realistic shooter with stuff that's like like it's it's happening right now this is how a gun works this is how a gun works in real life this is how people react in real life i think it's one of the most realistic shooters we have at the moment how do we improve let's put aliens into them <laughs> I mean... I, I, when they told when they showed aliens i was like is this rainbow six the hell it's a I mean, strange combination I, I didn't play siege but i did play uh vegas one and two a lot um oh, on the, the old xbox days mm. and even those games were realistic as hell and and just the combination of that and aliens is so strange to me i love it that they're trying to do something new um but it felt a bit like call of duty has a zombie mode let's do something like that but with, mm. with rainbow with rainbow six so i hope it's it's going to be a good game i really hope it's but i i wonder how the the Siege community, if they will pick up this game, because the realism is still in, in the game, of course, but the fact that you're fighting evolving aliens, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so the I don't know if they mentioned it, but I'm, and that's why I'm not 100% sure, is that they did not mention anything multiplayer outside of the co-op. Um, so I don't know, like, if it's just going to be story-based, are people going to gravitate towards it? Maybe, the, like, the, 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 the people that are into, like, playing the first person co-op shooters yeah. um they might gravitate towards that um i mean again i understand the decisions that they made to change the name to change the story into it not just being a virus that you're extracting people from virus hot zones but extracting people from a virus hot zones that apparently originated from space and there are these alien creatures that are evolving from this vibe, from this parasite. Um, it is nice to see, it, it is pretty. Um, I think they should have just slapped, a, they should have made a new IP out of it. Exactly. The better, better uh, inspired by Rainbow Six Siege is a new game. We call it Extraction. And it is basically la 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 la. I think that would have yeah. been better than just slapping. I think it I was think too so late to Rainbow Six. I think it was too late for them to do that because they already had this quarantine game going, and yeah, yeah. it's yeah. good. Also, did any of you guys notice that on almost every new game that they're bringing out, they're slapping like that little bit of text that says a Ubisoft original game? Yeah, that's uh, what is up with that? 
Yep. <laughs> there was there was something about it before we headed into E3 that they were going to do that. They, they were going to rebrand everything to Ubisoft Originals because it sounds fancier, I think. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, no. The only Ubisoft original that people were really looking forward to, uh, Splinter Cell, was yeah. at the Netflix showing. <laughs> it's going to be an anime. So, hey, Splinter yeah. Cell's back. Yay. Uh, that game really deserves This it. is exactly what we wanted, Yubi. A net- exactly. Netflix series. Thank yep. you. And before oh, that, it was in that, uh, it was in uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint for a bit. Yep. Or in Wildlands. And it was also in uh, that, there's a mobile game. In which he is a character, and like yep, wow. Sam Fisher is everywhere except in Splinter Cell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, such a shame. And yeah. and Beyond Good and Evil too. I mean, is that still a game? Is that happening? Sometime? Yeah, that ain't happening. Like I'm calling it right now, that ain't happening. I, I, With I, I, Michelle really Ansel being exactly. ousted, no, nah, it ain't happening. It yep. ain't happening. So especially considering that. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. Especially considering the fact that the development of it was so. Start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. There was like no hope of that game continuing development after that dude left. Yep. So sad. I mean, uh, it's same with Skull and Bones. They announced that game like what three, four E3s ago, and then they said it's still in development. They're just not ready to show it because they are um, reimagining the game. Yeah, they're restarting yeah. all over they're, again. Yeah. 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 I, I I'll I'll just play Sea of Thieves. We'll leave him. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, especially with the stuff. Oh, we'll get to Sea of Thieves. Exactly. <laughs> Believe you me. <laughs> um, yeah. So then I think the only other thing that um, unfortunately did not catch us off guard because it was leaked two hours in advance by Nintendo. Believe it or not, um, was They're Mario only Plus. Human. I mean, I guess someone clicked on the go live or they didn't check the timer on when it's supposed to go live and it went live too early. But yeah, a new Mario plus rabbits game called Mario plus rabbits sparks of hope. Um, It looks really interesting. They introduced a new rabbit in rabbit Rosalina um, and uh, these Luma uh, rabbit fusions called sparks which are basically like companion uh, characters that can do elemental damage uh, and you can like cast like elemental spells. They have changed the gameplay. It's still largely the same thing, but it's not on a grid anymore. So you have free reign in this um, radius circle that you can move in and attack and do whatever. There doesn't seem to be a... um, there doesn't seem to be anything holding you back except for maybe like a time limit. So it feels like it's going to be more free range. They showed a bit of gameplay, but this game won't be out until sometime in 2022. Um, it looked very pretty. Like it looked prettier than the first game. The first game already looked pretty um, as well. And the interesting thing is they're doing the Kingdom Hearts thing where the first game is like, you know, it's the Super Mario uh, world and the Rabbit's world coming together and you see the fusion and it makes sense. The second game is more like Kingdom Hearts 2, where you see the Mario stuff uh, or the, the Mario stuff and like that's the extent of it. And it's all a bunch of new enemy types. They do have bombs. Um so that's that. That was fun to see. You can actually pick up a bomb and throw it at enemies. So that that was really fun. Uh, and they added, uh, good grief! What am I? What, was, what did they add? So 
in the original game, it's basically literally XCOM. You walk around the world, you come across a uh, battle zone and you start a battle. In this, you run into a enemy in the overhead world and then it switches to a battle area. So like a separate battle area where you do the battles in there. So it feels way more JRPG in that aspect. Um, so I'm really curious to see how, how they're gonna do that. Uh, they had a cute little presentation with like the developers of the game with, you know, of course, uh, David Soliani, um, uh, who uh, got his little toy ripped from him during the presentation. Cause he was like, oh yeah, I'm here to talk about the new game. Like someone off screen just like ripped it out of his hands. Like, no, you're here to talk about the new game, not the old one. Um, so that was a fun presentation to see. Uh, I don't know how you guys felt about it. I know that Sean is like, you know, can take it or leave it. Super excited. <laughs> uh, what do you think about it, Havoc? Uh, I didn't play the first game. It's not my type of game. Uh, I did play Gears Tactics, and it's kind of in the same boat, but didn't finish it because it's it's just not my type of gameplay. Uh, mm. But I know the first one was a good game because I have a lot of players around me who really love that game. And yeah, what I saw looked good. It has that Mario feel. It has that rabbit feel. And it still boggles my mind that this works so well together because I hated the rabbits. I really was sick of them after all I the Raven just... Raving Rabbits stuff. Yeah. Um, but the <laughs> fact that this works, I, I love the fact that you, you mentioned Kingdom Hearts. It does exactly that. But uh, if you told me Disney Square together works, I would think you're a madman but it works and it works perfectly and the same here it, it looks like a the 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 universe collided but it it's it's one universe it, it works it, it's like this should be how it's done and i really like that ubisoft and nintendo go big on this and and yeah i wonder if we see more at the nintendo conference tomorrow yeah i hope i hope they show more gameplay um i don't know if they're gonna show more gameplay since it's still a year off um but yeah it was uh, I mean, it was a little bit rumored, like, oh, there might be a new game. There might be a new game. And then, like, literally two hours in ahead, oh, yeah, there is a new game. Whoops. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's about it for the highlights for Ubisoft. Um, I, I thought it was, yeah, like I said, I didn't put my expectation high. I didn't put my expectations low. It was square right in the middle. And it essentially delivered on having a middling uh, press event which is not a bad thing it's just not you know blow your socks off amazing which um is not how we would describe microsoft's press conference or the xbox plus bethesda conference because they really put the emphasis on the whole bethesda thing even though they showed like four games from bethesda but they started with the best one so far. I mean, everybody's been looking forward to this one and they, they kicked it off with Starfield and um, they confirmed it's an Xbox exclusive. Um, I'm happy that it's going to PC and to Game Pass. So I will and, to, and to, and to uh, Game Cloud. Oh, and to Game Cloud. Yeah, I think that, and that's one of the things that I loved about the Microsoft Showcase is that almost everything from Microsoft, I think everything from Microsoft's own studios is coming to Game Pass on day one, which we kind of yep. expect us, you know, that's it. But it's also coming to the Xbox game cloud showcase or what yada 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 stuff thingy. So basically, what, what, what we used to call uh, X Cloud, yeah. 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 So to, to, to that, but also to like the browser version. So if you don't have a PC and you don't have an Xbox, you can just play those games. 
Um, and I think it's, it offers, and we talked, I talked to Havoc about this, it offers tremendous value to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And I think that is one of the best things going forward. Um, Sony better, I was talking to a friend yesterday about this, Sony needs to step up and do something about this because they might have downplayed the importance of, of uh, Game Pass, but they're not doing anything at the moment to, to, to come up with their own answer. In December, they said, we're working on our answer for Game Pass. And a lot of us thought it might be the PlayStation Plus collection, but they haven't added a single game to the Plus collection when it initially launched last year in November. PlayStation Plus has hit and miss games every month. So some months there's some really cool stuff in it, like Final Fantasy VII. Some months there's like nothing interesting in it. And Microsoft is basically showing like, hey, um, you can just buy a console. You don't have to buy a game. You can get a subscription and you can just play all the games you want because they're also adding a lot of third-party games in there as well. So um, that is the best thing right now. Mm-hmm. Phil Spencer actually uh, had an interview with the head of uh, Microsoft this week uh, that was published on Xbox Wire, that's their new site. And they actually were talking about that they're working with uh, television companies to create a cloud gaming app for TVs. So you don't need an Xbox yeah. anymore. He yeah. said the only thing you need is a controller and you're you're set to go. That's yeah. it. That that's their vision, and they're also the working fact- on a, like a stick that you can yep. plug into your TV. Yeah. So, so if that, I mean, yeah, that's the future. You don't need a. They're working on a new console. They already told that they're working on the next Xbox console because they still want that dedicated console for hardcore gamers. Yeah. Um, because streaming at this moment at 4K is not an option yet. If you want the 120 frames a second, um, so if you want that, you still need a console. But if you're fine with 4K or 1080p with 60 frames per second. An app is enough these days. And mm. the fact that they showed like 32 games in their presentation and 27 are going to Game Pass. I mean, I, I bought two years of Game Pass for 80 euros last week. Uh, how crazy. can they make money on, on this? This is such a great deal. And Game Pass is getting better every day. And and I just don't understand how they're making money. But it's getting better and better. I don't and, think they're making money off of it. I, I think it's... I think it's like a, a, I wouldn't say it's a race, but I think it's like this moment, like eventually there's going to be more subscribers to Game Pass than maybe owners of Xbox consoles because the market is bigger. And then it offsets each other because basically yep. then you get a, either people buy them in bulk like you did, they get like 80 euros in one go, or they have people that have subscriptions. So it's more like a, a regular streaming revenue. Whereas otherwise, normally it's just sporadic. It's like one game comes out, people spend 60 bucks on it. And then for months, they don't buy anything because the market is also being dominated by stuff like Fortnite and Warzone. And maybe that's why Halo is making the smart move by throwing the multiplayer out there uh, for free to play, uh, which is like something they announced last year and they showed it off this year. But the only thing I was thinking about is that, so basically now if, if Halo multiplayer is free to play, then the single player aspect of Halo needs to kick ass because you're going to spend 60 euros on just the single player right now. So it it better have something that justifies that 60 euros. Otherwise, people are going to say like, yeah, well, I spent 60 euros on the single player. Or Game Pass. Or Game Pass. It's on Game, Game Pass, Pass as well. Yeah, 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 it's on Game Pass. That's true. But like, I mean, that it, it does change the, the, the... I mean, it inadvertently puts more pressure on the single player of Halo to succeed in this case. And what they showed of it was not half bad. It looks way better than it did last year. Oh, much Woof, they should not have did, done that last year. It clearly showed that they made a they made a this they made a decision and their calculations were way off. Um, 
but it looks good. It looks way better. It was running at 60 frames uh, during the, 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 the stream, so that was good. Um, it looked it will be up to 120. The, the, the multiplayer, right? Yeah. Yeah, the, I don't think the single player is 120, no. though. Yeah. Not that I don't think that it needs to be 120 at the single player. No. But at least if it's running at 60, it's fine, right? Um, the multiplayer looks interesting. Uh, I wonder if they're going to bring all the aspects of previous multiplayers back, you know, like Forge, if they're going to do the return of Forge, because that was really cool with, uh, what is it again? Uh, Halo 3? Yeah. Um, Firefight, maybe. They might bring that back as well. We don't know. They might do, they might do like a battle pass since it's free to play. Probably. Seems like it. At least they'll do like I'm assuming they'll do a, a aesthetic stuff, you know, that you know, pay for aesthetic stuff and like that's it. Yeah. Yeah, they're really going into the cosmetics because if you look at the multiplayer trailer, no two Spartans look alike, and they said it will be more cosmetic options than ever before in a Halo game, and they even got rid of the uh, red versus blue uh, in, in multiplayer. So normally, if you play multiplayer Halo, you're in red team yeah. or in blue team. That's not the case yeah. anymore. Just to show how you look. Um, so I think that will be the, 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 the way to get money from you is to, to buy outfits that you could probably unlock during gameplay as well. Um, but yeah, if you want to do it faster, you just have to pay for them. Mm-hmm. And if the game is free to play, I don't care about that kind of stuff as yeah. long as it's com- cosmetics. Yeah, I mean, um, I think there's, I don't think there's anybody doing a battle pass and hiding anything else behind it besides cosmetics because the moment you do it, the pitchforks come out and people start uh, burning you online because they're like, yeah, but why? So I think that's like a big no-no these days with the battle pass. <laughs> it's only cosmetics. It's like uh, the unwritten rule of a battle mm-hmm. pass. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw that um, that uh, there's going to be, because uh, they, they announced a lot of games, so we'll probably j- dive into that in a bit. But there were some games they, they didn't show. And apparently in, in three days, they're going to do like an extended showcase. And yep. they're going to dive into a few games such as uh, Avowed, uh, Hellblade, Senua, uh, was it? Senua's Senua's sacrifice. Saga. Yeah, Se- sacrifice. Saga. Yeah, yeah that one. Yeah. Um, the Outer Worlds 2, they're going to do more about that, they said. So they're going to do like an extended something in three days' time. So Yeah. Um, yeah, so other things that they showed off, obviously, um, outside of that, was a new Forza Horizon, which was really nice. pretty, like yep. really nice. Um, but then again, it is a racing game, so I don't expect anything less from a racing game to not look pretty. Because um, they tend to be like partially also tech demos for the new hardware, because it's very easy to do that. Because the only thing that you're focusing on in terms of high fidelity geometry are the cars. Um, but this time, they not just did the cars, but the environments look like real, like actually realistic. Um, And they did some photo telemetry stuff to like actually scan in environments and put them in the game. Um, So they look like the environments that they are supposed to be. Um, The vegetation is supposed to look what it's supposed to. And it looks like a whole bunch of fun. They, They are adding this new create mode where you can make your own like mini game challenges and stuff like that. They showed one where you have to bowl over a bunch of pins in an arena. Um, they also have like in-world challenges because it's like an open world racing game uh, where you could just like activate and like you can run across a challenge, you can activate it. People around you can join in if they want to. 
Um, one of them was like running over piñatas, which looks suspiciously like the piñatas from Fortnite. Um, but Viva I didn't. Piñata. Viva piñata. Viva piñata. Oh my goodness. Which is a Microsoft they, game. If they put in yeah. Viva piñata, like um, Easter eggs in there, I'm going to, that would be really cool. Uh, have you ever played a Forza Horizon game? Me? Yeah. No. So, oh, I played no. three, and the thing I loved about three, and I don't know how it is in four, but it it felt like uh, Need for Speed on the Ground three. Or really? Like a pro yeah, I mean, I loved it. And I mean, I, I basically, I, I remember uh, playing it, and like the first thing that came up into me is like, they should just get the Need for Speed license from EA and just do Need for Speed on the Ground three. Or... If there's ever gonna be a Need for Speed on the Ground three, this is how it's supposed to be because it just felt the cars drove nicely. There was such a big variety in cars. The environments were beautiful. Um, the whole idea around that you have this festival and that you're bringing that to a city and that you have to build it out and there's like a story woven through it. Yeah. Um, I I loved it. I mean, uh, it's I, I bought an Xbox One S at the time with Forza Horizon three. I specifically wanted that back. And I spent like hours on it and it was, it was amazing. So um, since it's coming to Game Pass, I might actually jump back into it through PC, but it's, it's really, really nice. I would definitely recommend it. If you just like casual driving or arcadey kind of race games, hmm. this is like the perfect game for that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun. It mm. did feel a bit like Battle, uh, not Battlefield, good grief. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, it felt like Burnout Paradise, but like yeah. way more open than, than yeah. that. Which I do I think miss. It's a, a uh, British studio, so it could be that there are people working at the studio that came from Criterion because it, it is does possible. feel like uh, it has some overlap in there. Yeah. The interesting thing is that they announced Forza Motorsport last year with an in game <laughs> yeah. uh, trailer, and that now Forza Horizon 5 will release earlier. Normally it was a Motorsport, then a Horizon, a Motorsport, a Horizon, but the last Forza we had is Forza Horizon 4. So they're breaking their own tradition with this. Uh, and, and that actually tells me they're really going for the new Forza Motorsport, which isn't numbered at all anymore. Because um, I really think they will build a platform around it that can be expanded on. And if you see the the, the the trailer they released last year for that, that was in-game engine. That That's that's mind-blowing how that looked. Yep. It, it's so advanced in technology and visuals. And, and, and it almost looked like you're watching a real movie. And I'm really curious about how that will look when it will finally release because they they are giving that team extra time now because we have this horizon now that's stepping into the place of motorsport yeah, yeah. it's uh it's funny because gran turismo has been postponed to next year as well so we'll have an xbox race sim or race game and a playstation race game um Going and, and i'm curious to see uh, what will be the better one i know that gran turismo just released one game this generation and they just made this whole live service around it and it kept on building on it by adding new tracks and features and cars. And based on what I'm hearing from you, it's, it's like a similar approach that they're gonna take with motorsport. Um, in the end, the gamer wins. So that's the nice part about it. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. The gamer always wins. Um, well, mostly, depends on the game. Uh, so they also showed a bunch of other stuff. Uh, they showed Stalker 2, which looked- yep. Yep. Like you can really tell that they emphasize the ray tracing in that game because the lighting in there is insane. The reflections are insane. The characters, I'm pretty sure, are insane, um, as in like <laughs> mentally. Um, 
I mean, I think you have the to be like thing, a little bit crazy in that kind of environment, right? The funny thing about Stalker too is that the game is made by GSC Game World. I and remember, I think that like the studio went either bankrupt or the studio closed down, and then there were like there was some there was another studio that made a game which was like the spiritual successor to Stalker 2. So I was surprised this game got announced because there was like a whole big deal around because wasn't it that Metro, the people from Metro were kind of like working at GSC Game World and that was kind of like the spiritual successor to, to, to Stalker. I remember seeing like a video a while back in which there was this whole what happened to Stalker and that um, the original studio that's making two in this case they basically shut down and they made kind of like a, a stealth restart and then now they're coming out with this game. I don't know. I don't know because I am not following the Stalker stuff. Actually, like but I, thing about it. I think we talked about it the last time we found out that Stalker 2 was a thing is that I thought Stalker 2 was already a thing, but it just happened to be that they released a lot of DLC for Stalker 2, for, yeah, for the first Stalker, a lot of expansions. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay. So, um, now you're releasing a proper stalker too that's fine um i like the fact that i don't know if the first game was the same way but i like the i like the fact that since it's in chernobyl they're all speaking um shit i want to say czech wait where's yeah russian um that was really cool to see it's like it's subtitled and everything and it really um, adds to the to the it adds thank you that's the word i was looking for it adds to the atmosphere so that's really cool to see i'm not again i'm not a big on first person shooter stuff but stuff like that and metro do intrigue me in a way that i want to check them out i just haven't had the opportunity to do so at the time maybe i think i bought a stalker game on steam once upon a time um i'll have to check it out and see like i have a bunch of stuff on steam i do not remember buying so yeah, that was that was uh, really cool. They did show off a new arcane game at the end called Redfall. Well, they showed off a game, but much like they showed off Starfall, uh, Starfield, um, where Starfield was in game, this was not. This was pure CG, and it's this multiplayer uh, vampire oh, hunting oh, thing. Game, something like that. Yeah, it it's like co-op game. So. Yeah, um, which is interesting because it's coming from the same developers as Dishonored and Prey, which is all single player. So I think this is this might be their first multiplayer um, thing that they're doing. Does I got trailer look from it? In what aspect? Like oh, you mean style? like the banter? I like the style and and the, the colors. And a friend of mine said like, "Hey, is this Fortnite with vampires?" And I was like, "Well, it certainly does look that way." Um, uh, to me, it felt more like Left for Dead, but then again, we already have Back for Blood, so yeah. They also showed that, which they have been showing that in every press conference, by the way. Like, it also had its own thing. Um, we didn't bring it up, or at least I didn't bring it up because I'm kind of in that they showed a bit too much of, or at least they're giving Back for Blood a bit too much exposure. Um, and it's feeling like they're trying to force back for blood as a thing yeah um i don't like that um but it's it, it looks interesting at least um redfall looks interesting but it's cg so your mileage may vary um there is one interesting thing that i want to bring up uh before we move on of course and that is the fact that almost uh, like a, 
almost everything, I think pretty much everything that was announced at Xbox's presentation had a date. Either it was coming out in 2022, which um, Havoc uh, gave me a nice little rundown list. Uh, thank you, Havoc. Um, so basically, there are one, two, three, four, six games that are coming out in 2022, um, including uh, Starfield, which actually has a date as November 11th, 2022, which is the 11th, the, the 11th anniversary of Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah, because Skyrim is turning 10 years this year and it's on everything. I'm actually surprised they still haven't announced the next gen version of that. But I, I I'm, thought they I'm, were going to do it then. Exactly. I think yeah. it's going to happen any day we're out. I think they might shadow drop it. Um, Party Animals, which is also another game that they announced, looked really interesting. I think it's already out on PC, but this is coming out on Xbox 2022. Uh, a Plague Tale is getting a new uh, a sequel called Requiem. So if you have ratophobia, um, do not play that game because there was an ocean. Oh. There was a street filled with rats. <laughs> yep. I did not know what it was until I saw the title and was like, oh, they were rats. Did you, did you play the first game? No, because it's filled with rats and it creeps it's, me the it's really, It's really an awesome game. It's really good. I heard, but the rats creep me out. Um, <laughs> it just reminds me of the scene from The Simpsons where the, the gym was overrun by rats and Bart tells Milhouse, don't open your mouth. And he says, why? And like 10 rats jump into his mouth immediately. <laughs> um yeah so that's basically a, a plague steal but like way worse <laughs> um they showed slime rancher 2 which i did not expect um which is never not. heard of it they did the first game is on pc um and i think also on xbox um yep. it apparently is really good uh and then replaced uh which is this 2d uh um like side-scrolling action game which the Looks characters really are good. pixel based, really good. Like the animation is like so smooth yep. and so pretty. Um, everything else outside of that is either out now on Game Pass or has a date coming up really soon. Um, so, for example, Battlefield uh, 2042, we didn't really talk about that, but that looked insane. That like, looks not, amazing. That looks I just want to take like a few moments because, I mean, I'm a huge Battlefield fan. People know that. Stuff. We know that. And like, I effing love that game because it looks like Battlefield 3 and 4 in a modern uh, modern setting. I mean, I've watched the trailer a gazillion times. I cannot wait for that game to come out. It's multiplayer only. They've confirmed that. Mm -hmm. It's going to be 128 people online on next-gen consoles or PC. Current-gen console 64, but hey, who's going to play that? Um, they are going to do something around crossplay, but they haven't revealed all the details yet. Um, I mean, holy crap, that game just, ah, I want it. I mean, they've added stuff like the crisis customization so you can customize your guns in game. So you don't have to go to the deploy screen and then pick a new class and change the attachment. So you can like on the fly change your loadout. There are specialists in there that all have different skills. It looked beautiful i mean i want battlefield now it's I <laughs> yeah it's coming out october 22nd I, 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 I talked to a friend and he said i told him like i'm actually looking more forward to this than to horizon forbidden west Ooh. and he said oh yeah the same we want this right now because <laughs> I mean, it's the same guy that i played battlefield 3 with and we put in over 300 hours in battlefield 3 for me that's a lot and i mean 
it feels like a lot of those battlefield moments are in there that just make battlefield what it is. I mean, I'm playing Call of Duty right now, but it's more like the past the time. Um, uh, friends of mine are talking about the new Call of Duty that's coming out and if they're going to buy it or not. Like, and my answer was literally like, I don't care about y'all. I'm just buying Battlefield. And if you want to play along, you'll play along. If you don't want to play along, I really don't care, man, because I'm going to play this. And we're like, yeah, but we don't know if we're going to buy it. I'm like, you don't have to play hard to get for me. I'm not going to do it, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Battlefield. Yep. And with that, we will be right back with the next segment of this episode. And we're back with more Xbox goodness because it could not be contained. Um, I will say this. They're the ones that at least at this point had the most games to show. Um, And like I said, before there were a lot of things that are coming out this year that is coming out to xbox um and to pc uh one of the things that they showed off was something that i i don't think anybody was expecting um because it started off and then you hear a very familiar narration not game related and then it introduced the character and that character was jack sparrow so you can already imagine which game I'm talking about, which is Sea of Thieves, which is still going strong. And I honestly believe that Game Pass is one of the only reasons that that game still has a life because it's free if you have Game Pass. Um, That's the important part, if you have Game Pass. <laughs> if you have Game Pass, it's free, just like almost anything that Microsoft puts out. And uh i don't know how much they had to pay for this but i'm assuming it's a lot since it's a disney license uh but yeah they got the voice actor the voice actors they got the actual um actors to reprise their roles um including the 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 the, the voodoo the lady jo- was it davy jones one the, the one because it doesn't sound like the one it was him, though. At least I'm pretty sure it was. Really? Because he didn't sound like the Davy Jones actor. I'll have to double check the credits, but I'm pretty sure it was. But at least they did get um, they got Johnny Depp to reprise to reprise his role. Which Microsoft I, has some deep pockets if they exactly. get Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I like so like I said, I don't. It's not like I don't think that they didn't get the guy the guy that did um, Davy Jones. I'm pretty sure it is. But don't forget that movie is. Also, like ten plus years old now, I think. So you know, people age, and they sound a little bit different. I mean, um, James Earl Jones doesn't sound the same as he did back in the seventies. So, yep. Um, yeah, that looked very interesting. I was like, oh, okay, they're actually doing single player stuff for Sea of Thieves. That is not just more Sea of Thieves. It's actually specifically parts of the Caribbean themed. Um, dang it, what was the title of that again? Uh, a, pirate's a Pirate's Life. Which yes. is the most generic pirate theme name that you can think of. <laughs> yeah, but if you go to the attraction in the Disney parks, the, the, the song actually go, Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. Mm-hmm. So that's literally yeah. what the attraction is about. Yeah, so the, I'm curious to see what they're going to do because it is story-based. Um, what that entails, am I going to get CFDs? No, but I would still play it if I get Game Pass uh, Ultimate. Um, just Are to you check it out. Game Pass Ultimate? I might. I'm done. Okay. Like, 
honestly, right now, after this event, I am feeling Game Pass Ultimate more and more, but more on the cloud side, because again, I my PC is not that great. Um, and not everything runs on my Mac. And something like the Xbox uh, Game Cloud service um, is very great. I mean, you guys already know this. If you listen to the show, I champion GeForce now whenever I get the chance because it is the best way I've been able to experience my Steam library, my Epic library. Um, Ubisoft games work on there as well. Um, certain EA games, unfortunately, not, I think, yeah, no, not uh, not Star Wars. Uh, um, Jedi Fallen Fallen uh, Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order. Unfortunately, it would be nice because then it would give me an excuse to actually get EA access uh, and play that. Uh, I still need to play um, Watch Dogs Legion, and I but still need not, to. If you play Xbox Game Cloud, EA access is in that, so you should be able to play Fallen Order through that, right? If they make it available through the cloud, because they still need to make it available through the cloud service. Um, Are all, all the games on Game Pass playable on the Game Cloud? No. Uh, no that's not the all. only oh. games that were were Microsoft and Bethesda games. Oh, I didn't know that. Everything else like, is on optional. Game Pass, yeah. It's automatically in the Game Cloud. I, right? I, I'm logging into my cloud right now, so I'll check if it's there. Yeah, because basically yeah. it's it's an Xbox. It's it's running off of Xbox hardware, so I, I, don't, I wouldn't understand why they wouldn't give you that option. I think it's something to do with like deals that they make with the publishers and developers. Mm-hmm. So if they don't allow it to be, but I mean, it's the same thing that happened with GeForce Now. Remember where it went live and a bunch of developers and publishers were like, "What are you doing? We don't want this." And it's like, "But you were in the beta." And it's like, "No, it was not in the contract." And that's why we don't have Kerbal Space Program on GeForce Now anymore. Oh, but at least there. my my new Mac runs it perfectly, so I don't have to worry about that. But you know, it's still nice to have it in the cloud so I can play it uh, anywhere where I go on my mobile or on like a my dinky laptop um, whenever I go anywhere. With the broken uh, hinge. With the broken hinge. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that thing is falling apart. It, it's so sad. But at least it doesn't have to suffer because I got a new Mac, so at least that's good. Um, yeah, but like the cloud thing intrigues me the most because at least with Microsoft games, you can guarantee it. Um, I think um, Flight Simulator is coming to, to the cloud service if it's not already. And that game is so gorgeous. Like it is so pretty. I wanna fly around in that universe all the time. I also want a jet, but you know, we can't all have nice things. Um, they are adding to Flight Simulator a Maverick expansion, uh, to be more specific, a Top Gun Mavericks expansion for whenever that movie releases. And I was like, oh, okay. It's like, no, it's like the legit thing. They had the music in it and everything. And um, I'm like, okay, that I did not see that coming. I, I don't know how that feels like that should be a part of Flight Simulator, but there it is, I guess, for the dads among us. Um, 
or the the Top Gun enthusiasm enthusiasms or well, I, I was really happy when that team started to play because I the, the trailer was <laughs> over and you're that new 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 and I was like this like Top Gun and you see that plane come up oh this really looks like Top Gun and, and the Maverick logo this is Top Gun oh this is kind of cool. <laughs> That's yeah, a free update. So really cool. Yeah, and it's free. Like, okay, seriously. Again, Microsoft with the deep pockets. Because I'm pretty sure that anything, like, if it was any other game, any other developer, any other publisher, you'd have to pay for it. So yeah, yep. it's nice that it's free. Um, then we have uh, Age of Empires Four being it's shown for this year. It's coming out this year. It's coming out October 28th. October is stacked, people. It is yep. a stacked October. I feel like we're back to normal almost. Um, I don't like. Um, I I'm think really it looks looking nice. forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know that I'm looking forward to it. I look forward to challenging you once again in the pantheon of strategy uh, gaming, um, strategy RPGs, uh, RPGs. I mean, strat strategy. Uh, Oh my God, what is it called again? What's RTS game? RTS Good strategy. Grief. Good grief. My brain is fried. E3. It's been a long E3. E3. It's a long E3. And it's not over yet, people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I looked, I felt that it looked fine. Um, it looked really nice for a, for a strategy game. Yeah. So it's not like a total war or it's not a total war level, but no, like a, but still the, the art style matches it matches. You know? They're not aiming for that super realistic, but they are aiming for detailed. And I like I like detailed more. Yeah. I saw that and was like, oh my gosh. Like first I was like, wait, what is this? And I was like, oh wait, this is Age of Empires, isn't it? It's Age of Empires first. Like, and then this should look like, like yes. Oh man, that got me actually pretty that actually kind of got me pretty hyped. Um so yeah, that is coming out this year. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. I kind of want to play that. Um, let's uh, let's get get going. I hope that comes to the cloud. I think that comes to the cloud. I didn't see that logo. It's a Microsoft game, so probably. Probably that would be really nice. Um, so they showed that. Uh, we already talked about Horizons. Uh, they showed back, uh, back for Blood. We've already talked about that. They showed some more of Far Cry Six. They showed that you can have a rooster. Deck to the nines in armor, spiky armor, and then have them sent off to your enemies and take them down. Um, I don't know how Peter would feel about that, but it looked badass. Uh, <laughs> come on, it's a rooster with yep. like a spiked collar going after your enemies. How, like, who would not want that? Yep, like, if you were like. 12 and you're going to school or, uh, and you're being bullied, you're like, yo, rooster, sicko. <laughs> Man, that is awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, that looked really cool. They showed 12 minutes, which finally has a release date. Finally. Um, we've been looking, like me and Sean have been looking forward to this game for quite some while because they announced it like three years ago. Something like that. At the E3 of three years ago. And it's, you know, it's a very interesting concept because it all takes place in this one room with this uh, husband and wife that um, basically get like either murdered or kidnapped or assaulted essentially in their home. And, you know, it takes place in intervals of 12 minutes and the, the, the guy keeps get resetting back and you have to figure out what's going on. Um, they have some stellar voice cast working on that one, one as well with 
uh, Daisy Ridley and uh, uh, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, and who's the other guy who's playing the main guy? James uh, McAvoy. Yeah, oh yeah, James McAvoy. Um, I was thinking like the guy from Split. And it's like, oh yeah, it's, it's Professor X. It's the Green Goblin and Ray Skywalker in one yeah. game. That is oh, so wow. crazy to think about. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy to think about. Um, so that looks really interesting. I want, I want, I actually, I really want to play that game. And I, I don't think that one is effectively coming to the cloud. I hope it is because they better because it looks really cool. And I wanted to play for a really long time. If it doesn't, I probably could play on my PC. It doesn't look like something that would, you know, break your graphics card. So there's that. Um, they showed off Diablo 2, the, 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 oh. The, resur- the resurrected edition, which is I'm a real so ready for this game. I love what they did with this one. For one, it looks way better than what they did with um, uh, War- um, Warcraft, Warcraft 3. Forged, like they call Warcraft 3 refunded. Yeah. <laughs> is I mean, that bad? Yeah, it was pretty yeah, bad. It it's that bad. bad. <laughs> yeah. But they got the team that, that did the, the Crash Bandicoot titles and the Tony Hawk game uh, remaster. Uh, they are actually working on this, um, so they they prove they can bring an old game to these days. And and oh, nice. Tony Hawk and the Crash Bandicoot were, were great re-releases of a game. And yeah. I mean, Diablo 2 is still the best Diablo game out there, if you, and there's still people playing it to this date. And the fact that you can import your save game from the game you started all those years ago to this game and just continue where you left off, it's it's so awesome. Really? I hope you still yeah, you can. Oh, if you still cool. have it on your Battle.net account, you can import your save game. Nice. That's a, okay. That is legit awesome. Um, they also, I don't know if if I played Diablo 2. I don't remember if it had eight player multiplayer. Nope. Did it? That's no. So the, the eight player multiplayer is new. Awesome. That's awesome. And you can switch between the old graphics and the new graphics. And holy smokes, it's night and day. Like the lighting, the, the, the geometry, just everything. Like it's still one to one, but the fact that you're thinking your mind are like, oh, this is what it was. This is what it looked like when I played Diablo, and then you switch back. And it's like, wow, that is not how Diablo actually looked like. <laughs> I, I so really like the fact that they uh, updated not only the graphics because that's like uh, duh, but yeah. they added stuff uh, to the graphics. So like uh, in the old game, you have a wall, and now on that wall you see a skeleton hanging or the blood spatters, or so they're telling more story with the new details that you don't miss if they're not there, but because they're there, they're adding so much more to the game. Yeah. But the dungeons are more evil and macabre because of that kind of stuff. So I really like they're doing that. So they're, they're really taking the extra mile to, to not only bring the game to now, but adding to the game without adding to the gameplay. Yeah. Which is really cool. But at least I... At least they learned their lesson, I want to say. But at the same time, this might just be a coincidence. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's really if you, um, they, they started the pre-order right now on console. You could already pre-order on the PC, but uh, the, the console pre-order went live yesterday. Ah, okay. And if you pre-ordered for console, you uh, automatically get the beta. Um, and there is a deluxe version. If you buy that, you'll get uh, Diablo 3 right away with it. Oh, nice. And download the Diablo 3 with all the expansions and DLC right away. Oh, that's actually nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. For the same price, right? Oh, uh, no, no, that's tw- 20 euros, 20 euros more. Yeah. Okay. That but 20 sense. euros for your complete Diablo 3 experience is not that much because there are loads of hours in that. Yeah. There is. There is. Um, Hades is coming to Xbox. 
with a physical and release and PlayStation on August 13th. Um, did I say 12 minutes? 12 minutes is August 19th. Um, Diablo is September 23rd. And yep. then they showed off Psychonauts, which is finally coming out as well, which is coming out August 25th. Looks really nice. It looks really crisp. Um, the writing is still there. The characters are still fun looking. The levels are still like an insane asylum. So that's, you know, that's what you want from Psychonauts. It's Tim um, Schafer all over the place. <laughs> it's it's the it's the most Tim Schafer that Tim Schafer Tim Schafer. Yep. So that's good. That's that's nothing but praise because um, that dude has some really fun ideas, and uh, I think uh, they showed like a trailer, like a highlight trailer with a bunch of stuff, including um, Fable and um, Elder Scrolls Six and stuff like that. So just to remind you, like. These games are still in the works. They're still there. We're still working on them. Uh, yeah, because actually things like Fable, Motorsport, Perfect Dark, Hellblade 2, Indiana Jones, Elder Scrolls 6, State of Decay 3, and Everwild from Rare. Those are games that are in development and we saw at the last conference. Yeah. Um, but weren't in this, so I don't think they have an updated. But there's still more than that, that they showed today or yesterday. Um, so yeah, the thing I took out of this conference is it's really good to be an Xbox player or to have Game Pass at this moment because you don't have to... I don't have to buy a game anymore. That, that's mm -hmm. about it. Because all these games will be in my Game Pass account except for Battlefield and, and Far Cry. Uh, but the rest I can play with Game Pass and it's just... There's so much good stuff going on. This is the vision Phil Spencer had when he took over the game of the Xbox division all those years ago. And I think all the cards are on the table now and this is where xbox is heading i think the, the xbox player has a bright future ahead yeah yeah so uh, dang it so uh, okay so i mentioned that um i gave um the xbox presentation like a b plus mostly because it was a step above what they did last year whatever that was um but you know going through it with you guys again i think i have to bump it up to an a minus because there are a bunch of games that I'm looking forward to, and I love, love, love the concept of Game Pass, uh, especially Game Pass Ultimate with the uh, Xbox uh, Cloud Gaming uh, option. And it's just, ah, oh, man, it's it's such a good value. Like, why do you even, even if you can't pick up an Xbox Series S or Series X, why would you? If you have a PC, and if it's a game that's available in the cloud, just get it. Or if you have a PC that's decent enough, you have uh, you have Game Pass uh, Ultimate to look forward to. You know it's great. If you have an Xbox One, I'm pretty sure a bunch of these games are also still coming to Xbox One. You can pick those up as well. You can play those as well. Yep. It's a great deal for like what 15 bucks a month. And don't forget, if you have a PlayStation controller, it works with Game Pass games. You can literally just hook up your PlayStation Four, oh, yeah, PlayStation right. Five controller, and play. So you don't even have to buy a new controller or anything. You 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 have everything you need. That's it. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it also even works with my wired Xbox 360 controller. So yeah, yeah, I still have that. Sue me. <laughs> um, I do. I I am thinking of getting a new controller to use on my PC. So I might actually pick up a series uh, a series controller. Um, Get like those crazy colors, like the lime green one or something, or. Uh... You know, they have these really cool color schemes for it. Yeah, I might actually look into... You can design your own one. 
Are they Wait, doing what, that what now? Are now to design studio? Not, not yet. Um, if I, I went to the website two weeks ago and it said we're, we're coming back soon. Okay. Oh, I did okay, that for the, the, the Xbox One. I, I ordered two controllers there and I'm still waiting for my Series X uh, to get a new uh, fancy custom made controller. Okay, no, I, maybe I'll wait for that then. All right. You so that uh, in, uh, Mario Red and Blue. Uh... <laughs> Does it have to specifically be Mario? It's the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Nintendo and basically you. Mm. All right. Um, well, that's ironic. I am wearing a Mario shirt. Um... <laughs> that's why. That's why. So that was it for Xbox. Unless you guys want, wanted to talk about anything else before we move on to the final uh, presentation that we're going to be talking about one today. Mo one more thing. If you want to laugh, check out the Outer Worlds 2 trailer. Oh, and that was so fun. Yeah. The fact that they're literally telling you how to create a trailer if you don't have a game or graphics or anything, that trailer is so, so amazingly good. Yeah. I really laughed my ass off. <laughs> bar none the best trailer of the entire show exactly bar none oh my goodness <laughs> i totally forgot it wow why did i forget it that was so, oh that that neighbor also it was the 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 the, the guy that does the, the 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 trailer voices for like honest trailers um i forget his name's like john um that dude is amazing i love that guy and it's just such a perfectly constructed trailer for indeed yep. a game that doesn't exist yet. Um, it makes me happy that Outer Worlds is getting a sequel. It makes me sad that it's not multi-platform anymore. Well, yeah. but still, PC, yeah. Xbox, Game Pass, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Game Pass is a solution to everything. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I really think between now and two years, you can have Game Pass through the browser on your PlayStation Five. I really think that's going to happen. I don't think so because Sony's possible. gonna ask for a lot of money because they already do that for hey, you, <laughs> you. You can browse to any website you want. It, it's it's I mean, browser enabled. If it's coming to mobile, then why shouldn't it come to PlayStation? Exactly. Yeah. All right. So if anybody has anything else to talk about Xbox, um, let's move on to the last presentation. And I'm pretty sure we're not gonna talk a lot about it because there was for one, not a lot shown, and for two. It was horribly paced. Um, it was the which, worst out of all, yep. by far. Um, but the but the week the weekend the long weekend is still young. Um, we might see something absolutely wretched from other from other stuff. But uh, yeah, that was um, Square Enix. Uh, I didn't get my hopes up because they have, in the past couple of years, they have never had a press conference that was exceptionally good. They might show a title that's good or interesting, but like the entire presentation is never a good thing. It's not, it's not a great thing or even good or okay. And this was no different because they started off with a new title, which is Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy made by Eidos Montreal, which I forget what game they did. Um, Deus X. Yeah, they're the Deus Ex guys. They're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy game where you play a Star-Lord. Um, the other Guardians are there, of course. They are not based off the, 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 the movie, but specifically more original the from the comics. Um, and they're bringing like a bunch of stuff from the comics in because they also had like some advisors from Marvel chiming in like what to do and stuff like that. And they have this whole presentation. And I kid you not, this presentation for this game had three endings 
they had the initial their initial announcement and then they ended it and then they did a developer uh interview and then that ended and then they did i think a 10 minute demo a 10 or 12 minute gameplay demo from i think either early of the game or the start of the game or something and it just kept going on and on i'm like okay we get it move on and then i realized oh no they have nothing else to show do they because the whole thing took 20 minutes i timed it it was maybe a you know give or take a few minutes on and off but it was 20 minutes of just that one game yep yep and it looks fine and it's interesting enough but why so much time? If you have nothing to show, just make your presentation shorter. I, I think this was, um, they got a lot of slack with the Avengers game last year. Mm. Um, that the fact that the single player wasn't that good and that the multiplayer just, people didn't care. And I think they really wanted to show this game off and hey, this really is a single player game. There's no multiplayer. You can see this is a story-based game. Every bit of feedback they got on the Avengers you saw coming back in this uh, game reveal and um, they, they, they nailed the style, the music, uh, the, the characters, the banter between them. Um, the fact that you can have your options, uh, but the fact that you put the rocket into the cage or if you put Groot in the cage and if that has any value in the gameplay, that kind of, everything they didn't do well on Avengers, they showed in this game, okay, we do it well this time. And I think that was just the whole idea behind this presentation. Personally, after the trailer, I, I, I had enough. I, I, I was like, okay, I want to play this game. Yeah, That's enough. Okay, well, well, I, I still feel like it's the, kind of the, the same as in Avengers. I mean, it, I still have that, oh, so this is how someone in Japan thinks that Star-Lord would look like. I mean, that's the same thing I had with, with the, how the Avengers characters were designed. Yep. It's like a Japanese guy thinks, oh, if I think of a Western dude, yeah, this is probably a Western Tony Stark, where it's like, no, yeah, it's like they, they're <laughs> using the the MCU characters if you bought them at AliExpress. Yeah, yeah, so, but yeah. despite the fact that they were designed by literally Americans, yeah. yeah, but like I would almost say that it's more like the Americans are building the game, but like all the visuals or all the concept art or whatever is just like given to them in a PDF. Like this is how we feel the characters should look like, and this is how you are going to make the characters. You don't have any leeway. This is how these characters are going to look. And I'm like, that still looks like Japanese inspired to me. And uh, it's, it's, it's well, a like, good thing if you want to sell models and extra skins yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because if you do a pre-order for the deluxe version, you'll get extra models that actually look like the comic book versions of the, the characters. So yep. for me, that's okay. Maybe I will go with that because I like those models better. So yeah. here you have 10 euros extra. <laughs> <laughs> they get yeah. you on those 10 euros. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I felt I felt like if they ended it that that first ending, it would have been fine, and I would have been at least interested enough to see more of it. And now they just shoved it down my throat, forced it, and it's like, yeah, I kind of don't need to see this right now. But it did get a release date, and it's coming out October, October this year. Yep. This year, like the twenty third, pretty fast, yeah, or twenty third, twenty fifth, or something like that. Um, so that's good, I guess um from there it just kind of all went downhill um they showed off a new remake of final fantasy one through six and i've said it i've said it to uh to to my to my best friend and and, and, I'll, and i'll say it again here they are just 
disrespecting the history of Final Fantasy so much over the past decade or so, they put out those horrendous mobile games that looked absolutely atrocious. They put it on Steam, which looked even uglier. Um, They didn't... Like, before that, they actually respected the games enough to give them good remakes, and now it's just like they're just shoveling it out. Um, I already said that about the the whole Mana franchise. They kind of did the same thing there as well, where they kind of half-ass most of it, and once in a while, they'll do something interesting. Um, So these are supposed to be pixel-perfect remakes of Final Fantasies 1 through 6. They didn't show any footage. It's only coming to mobile and Steam, so not even to consoles, which is even weirder. And it's not a bundle. It's all individual games that you have to buy again. And people will yammer about Nintendo doing that, but this is really bad. I said uh, to a friend of mine, um, these games or these remakes are to square what Pachinko is to Konami. And Mm. in both cases, it's not good. Yep. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not. I mean, I I've, I've, I've told you guys before we started recording, somebody should just put them out of their misery and just buy Square Enix all outright and just say like, okay, the time that you put out mediocre stuff, it's done. Yeah, you had some good hits with Final Fantasy. Yeah, you bought Eidos and got some good games out of that. But it ends today. We're not going to do this anymore. Because, I mean... They announced some new kind of spin-off in Final Fantasy. It looked horrible. It looked like a Japanese, a, a poorly inspired Japanese God of War. And I was like, is this really how you want to put this game out there? I don't even know what the name is and I don't care, but it looked awful. Yeah, it's Stranger in Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. It's a retelling of the original, of the first Final Fantasy game. So and I couldn't be bothered to play it. It looked so bad. It's a yeah, so this was of a spin-off of a sequel of the prequel that actually yeah. came out by it's it's so much Final Fantasy based on one game. It's it's yeah. let's make it a Final Fantasy. <laughs> so yeah. it is made by Team Ninja, not by Square. It yeah. is directed by Tatsuya Nomura, which explains the clothing um and the aesthetics in general. Uh the, I would expect more from him. The com really. He did I, Final like, Fantasy VII, right? No, he did the art for Final Fantasy VII. He was not the director of Final Fantasy VII. Oh, well. It's still, if you do the art for Final Fantasy VII? He's also the reason why Final Fantasy VI, uh, XV had to be called Final Fantasy XV. Because if you mm-hmm. remember, that used to be Versus thirteen, And it they had to take the project away from this guy so that it finally was able to release. Which is saying a lot. Again, not a knock against the guy. The dude is a great artist. It's just, I don't think he has the directing chops. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I saw that too, and I was like, uh, no. Um, Yeah, let's move on from that. It's just, it just makes me sad. Um, They showed off uh, Legend of Mana that's coming out on Switch and PlayStation 4. Sure, whatever. they showed uh, a new Stranger, uh, uh, sorry, Stranger Things? No. Um, Life is Strange, um, True Colors, which uses nice. the power of empathy. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, I was talking to my friend. He's like, wow, so apparently empathy is now a power, superpower? It's like, 
Yeah, apparently so. The game looks really pretty. Um, the empathy thing looks interesting because it's basically it still retains the point and click adventure uh, tropes of that game series, but now they now they've put it in a way where um, you're not only reading people's emotions, but you can either take them away, um, you can manipulate it, and it all changes how the story unfolds. So it looks interesting, um, and I think if you buy the deluxe version of that, um, it comes with the remastered version of all the games before it. So that's also now only Life is Strange one and Before the Storm, not two. Yeah, not two. Um, still, that's a good deal. But Before the Storm is new. Oh, sorry. Um, two is recent, so I it makes sense. It doesn't need to be remastered. No. Um, they showed off uh, DLC for uh, the roadmap for Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Black Panther. Like really if you're if you're interested in that and that's oh and they showed off more mobile stuff like the final fantasy 7 battle royale mobile game and the uh what is the other mobile game that first showed? soldier yeah first soldier and they showed off another mobile game i don't remember and i am honestly kind of i was checked out at that moment yeah, yeah. I mean, when they show it's kind of over yeah um it's a shame because I mean, like a lot of people know, a lot of people are expecting Square to do more with Forsaken and Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, but they didn't show anything about that. They said they'll I, do that in another event. I think they're Square. waiting for Tokyo Game Show. That they tend to. I think that's also the reason why, because their Tokyo Game Show presentations tend to, or presence tends to be way better than their yep. E3 showings. So, I, I guess we'll just have to wait until then. Yep. And that's basically it for the first couple of days of E3. Um, what are you guys, uh, we have a couple of minutes. What are your guys' hopes and expectations for the days to come? Well, there's a Halo multiplayer reveal later today, uh, which will go more in depth into the Halo multiplayer. And since Halo is completely my jam, that's that's E3 for me. So yeah, <laughs> I don't care what happens after that. <laughs> you can die happy. Yeah, if I die today, it's it's okay. <laughs> but then you haven't played my Halo Infinite. But I've seen it. It's 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 there. It, it's, it's been there in my life. No, that's that's all I really care about at this moment. I want to see what Halo does, and uh, since that's the game I'm gonna play for the coming generation, probably. Mm -hmm. um, that's it. Just show me more Halo. If if, if in three is Halo all all day long, it's okay by me. Mm -hmm. Sean. Uh, I, next month is EA Play, so I hope to see more from Battlefield. But going into the next few days, I honestly don't know because this is like a new format. I know that Nintendo is doing their event in uh, tomorrow, so I hope to see some Breath of the Wild stuff there. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, besides that, I, I mean, I'm surprised that Sony is not doing anything around E3. I mean, um, yeah, they basically proved last year and the year before that they can survive without E3. And then when they do an event, it still generates buzz because they did like the, the PlayStation 5 review event last year. And that just was a great event. It generated buzz on its own. Um, but I mean, going into this holiday season, um, you kind of want your people to know what you're going to do for this holiday season and for next. Mm. Because basically what Microsoft did is they said like we have... 30 plus games that are coming out between now and next year, all are going to be hopefully amazing. There are some killer games in there, such as Starfield and, and, and Halo and other games. We know that Sony's doing Horizon probably this year. We know that they're doing God of War next year. We know that they're doing Gran Turismo next year. 
and that's it. We don't know what they're doing. For I mean, hopefully they're working on Spider-Man 2 for next year. I doubt it. Uh, but they need to like come up with, with show some games where like people can get excited and they're like, oh yeah, it's still a good time to be an, uh, a PlayStation gamer instead of saying, you know what, I'll just buy a Series X next to my PS5 because it's gathering dust because there's nothing to play on it. But hey, that's just my thought. Well, we still have some Capcom stuff to look forward to that's coming out today. The Halo stuff is coming out today. Tomorrow we have uh, Nintendo, of course. Uh, so I'm looking forward to whatever they're going to show there. They're probably going to show a new Monster, uh, Monster Hunter, I mean um, Smash Brothers character because they yeah. tend to do that at E3 as well. My fear is that it's going to be not Monster Hunter Rise, but Monster Hunter Stories related. Um, if they do that, I'm out. I'm just out. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm hoping they show more Animal Crossing stuff because it's been a while since they've done a big update there. Um, this one actually suggested by uh, our good friend Liam over on Instagram. Um, shout outs to Liam. Uh, check out his Instagram page, awesome. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to Nintendo stuff. Uh, mostly titles. I want to see some stuff that I don't expect. I hope some 35th anniversary Zelda stuff. Come on. Give us something. You did a big stuff for Mario in the in the reduced time that you had. You did some cool stuff for Mario. Please do some cool stuff for Zelda because it earns it because it deserves it. I hope they do cool stuff for Metroid and Donkey Kong because those are also celebrating anniversaries this year. Um, outside of that, I have no idea what to expect further on um, in terms of software. Um, and I oh yeah, and of course Namco Bandai. They showed a bit of a rise during um during the the, the 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 game fest so i hope they show more cool stuff there as well and that'll end e3 so uh sean will you wrap it up for us i will uh, try to do the honors thank you everybody for tuning in thank you for you for being here havoc it's always nice to have you here uh, no you problem us with the xbox insights um you want to plug something of yourself where can people find you uh, StarWarsGames.site um, on Instagram and just type it into your web browser and see what happens because it's also a website. People should definitely check it out. I know you've been releasing some really cool Star Wars videos on YouTube about the history of Star Wars games. I tune in every week to watch them, so I really like them. People should do that as well. Um, as for us, you can find us on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, blah, blah, blah. All the casts were there. Uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter, game underscore rivals underscore. Uh, you can find Maximilian there as well, at Maximilian. You can email us at gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. Um, at gamerivals on Instagram, that's where I'm mostly at. At Maximilian underscore X, that's where he's at. And on that note, I have been and always will be Sean Templer. And I have been and always will be Maximilian X. And, I, and I'll think I'll be half a canal for the rest of my days. <laughs> and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you. <laughs> Later. Later.